Another day, another review. Scams and cons. Let's give it a listen. You really must uh, come by my studio one day. I'll show you exactly how it's done. You know, I was on a Facebook group uh, this week, uh, yesterday, actually, and asking, like, you know, how do I, does anybody have any input on how to reach out to fellow podcasters? Generally, it's been word of mouth and uh, SEO and uh, Facebook groups, but you can't really advertise on Facebook groups. It's a weird niche because there really isn't a podcaster audience, really, to find. You know what I mean? It's odd. We'll figure it out. I mean, if we're being honest, I feel like I've painted myself into a corner because I want to, I, I, I was used to having like uh, two months worth of <laughs> submissions and man, after taking a break, it slowed down. Now I've got plenty. Don't worry about us running out. Um, but I like to have that buffer in there. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll keep it going. They're, they're still trickling in. We're having fun with it. It's the uh, Scams and Cons podcast hosted by Jim Grinstead. Uh, why would anyone give a thousand dollars to a night, a, a thousand of, why? The, hi, hello, my name's J-Mac and I learned how to read today. Why would anyone give thousands of dollars to a Nigerian prince or play a well-known scam like three card Monty scammers and con artists convince people to do it every day. We'll tell you why people become suckers and how it's done with the scams and cons podcast, interesting artwork. Uh, it's interesting to see how they are presenting it. Victor Lustig sold the Eiffel tower twice. Okay. So they got a scammer, a con artist on for the artwork. The artwork is what it is. I mean, it says scams and cons. It's cool. It's, it's kind of funky. I like it. Uh, you can't really debate what they're doing here. Uh, I listened to a couple episodes. Uh, there was <laughs> the first episode I listened to was sex scams. Fascinating. Uh, the other one I listened to was art scams, which is the April 7th episode. I love everything that they're doing. Great descriptions. No episode numbers in the titles. The titles are what they say. I do have some notes, but let's do what we always do here and give it a listen. We're going to kick it off. I'm going to do art scams just because uh, I just don't want to like give anybody a reason to report me or something. <laughs> Am I just not in the mood today? Maybe that's what's going on. We're going to do art scams for scams and cons podcasts. Give it a listen to see what's going on. There's almost no such thing as an art thief in the way that we think of it from fiction and film. There are people who have stolen art, of course, but um, almost none that we know of in history had any specialized knowledge of the art, had any specialized skill sets in stealing art, or had even stolen art on multiple occasions. Only a handful of people fit that um, romantic description. However, when I looked at forgery, I was very surprised to see that almost every known art forger fits a remarkably consistent criminal profile. And that profile is uh, almost identical to serial killers. A little long in the lead in. There's a fine line. And then a pause. Music's cool. This is their this is their logo. 
there's something different about art forgery scams. They violate so many basics of con artistry that they should fail. But they don't. Okay, so what I'll tell you about uh, Jim Grinstead is he is excellent at narration. The storytelling is second to none. I love the way that they've packaged the show. Um, It's presented. It's presented as entertainment. Here's before their eyes, and they instinctively know what it is. That's when they step on stage, play their role, and are rewarded with a share of the action. So if you listen to it, it's a little bit, there's something going on there. And I couldn't put my finger on it when I first listened. And I think, you know, I love the way they package it. I love the way they edit, because if you hear how they bounce around in interviews, it's everything I'm always asking for, right? Watch how he handles his interviews. But in art scams, there's a final twist. Maybe I need Sucker fast forward suspected a, a scam, Jump ahead. but is willing in a chair. Maybe it's no more than that. Are you? They may also be art, but their value is more cultural than artistic. That's a loosey-goosey definition, but it's good enough for our production. This play also has no... He's so pragmatic and, like, uh, analytical sounding, you know what I mean? It's almost a little bit too much, but, like, that's this is his show. This is his personality. The title of this play is The Problem of Providence. Dr. Charney, our lead character, calls it the quest to prove a piece of art is authentic. If it's not authentic, he takes himself pretty seriously. You can tell how serious he takes this show, man. <laughs> then there's the subplot. It's okay. Forgers usually work alone or in pairs, and the front. You know, it's a Zoom interview, but it's better than a telephone interview. The object into the art market, and they set up a trap in which the expert, who they're bringing the work to, eagerly falls for and convinces themselves of the fact that this is authentic. And they do this by never saying, I think that this object is by, would create works in the style okay, of so they blend the music artists in. like Giacometti or Matisse. And John Drew would forge provenance. So he would forge. So, that, I mean, there, there's a, there's a, there is a, um, uh, an, a certain amount of editing that's going into this, you know? I mean, they're, they're putting effort into how they blend the music in. Now, what I will say is out of the three, uh, the, I listened to two full episodes, but I, three, four, five, I skimmed around on. And I think um, they use the same music repeatedly, uh, which I would, uh, I'd suggest they start looking at something like free play or something like that and finding stuff that fits the mood because sometimes it doesn't even fit the mood. It is, he says... What um, this has been my Indiana the forger and confidence. Yes. So watch how he watch how he transitions. Artwork by this famous artist, and I'm the one who found it. Experts will take stage shortly, but let's come back to the forger and their motivations. There's money. So he's course, he's he's presenting it like a radio, like a like a stage, like theater of the mind, which is. Well done, cleverly played out. I love the way that he's planning it out. Now, what I would suggest, I think that he could tighten it up a little bit. In my opinion, I think that after poking around at a few episodes, I went all the way back to beginning too and kind of sketched around, hopped around. And um, I think he's had the same style for a long time, um, for two seasons actually. And I think there comes a point where you have to kind of, you have to, you have to go back, listen and, and do game tape. Now I'm sure that there's nuanced things that I'm not picking up because I'm not a dedicated fan of the show yet, but 
I think that I think that he it would it would really benefit this show if they could add a little bit of personality to it, a little bit of color to the way it's delivered. It's pretty flat. And there needs to be something, whether it's whether it's using music and finding other other music to pull into this to kind of add to the drama and maybe sound effects, but that might if that's too intense, I think it's on the host to color in the, the picture a little bit better. Do you know what I'm saying? They're saying, I must be as good as the artist I am forging. So, I mean, I guess it's tough with the, with the art, with an art one, but like, let's go to the, let me go to the Pet Scams Karma's a Bitch episode here. Downtown Atlanta. It's increased by more than 165% compared with the previous year. Just in California, families lost more than a quarter of a million dollars. With the average loss, honestly, I stand corrected, man. I, maybe I listened to crap episodes or something, or, or a couple where they were not crap, a couple where they were uh, reusing music, but this isn't music that I've heard. The Federal Trade Commission advises to see the pet in person, not to use wire. It just seems like something you'd find on the law and what is it, the law channel or whatever it is that's just, it's, it's good. It's good. And he's fantastic. I just think it's a bit dry and a little bit sleepy being scammed editing's great in ohio tammy peruki had lost her miniature pincher to illness and decided she wanted another i don't know i don't know what it is and maybe you guys could have some good input on this i feel like and maybe i should start setting it up so that other people can kind of jump in and uh, set up some commentary around this because i just feel like it needs a little life breathed into it that you're dealing with a scammer after paying additional process, it kind of sounds like an old school audiobook, if I'm being honest. And again, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, fr- you know, burn them at the stake or anything. I just feel like that it needs, it needs personality. Trust me, you will get your money back. I felt like I was cornered and had no other choice. I texted them a copy of the receipt, and I was waiting hours and hours. I did this at ten in the morning. Here's what I would do. Um, you know what? You know what I would do is I would. Again, going back to the greats, if you look and listen to, um, what are some of the best ones? Nightline. Nightline is some of the best, actually dramatic reporting, if you want to call it that, but dramatic type of delivery on a show when it's like uh, when like crime investigations, Nightline, stuff like that. Uh, Dateline, the way they deliver, it sounds like if he could kind of dig into that idea that, you know, to add a little bit of drama to the story, a little bit of intonation, a little bit of color to kind of just set up the mood. Because to me, it's almost like you can eat oatmeal for breakfast every day with brown sugar in it. But like every now and again, it's like, damn, I'm, I think I'm tired of eating oatmeal a bit and I need some flavor in this. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't unusual. It was often gone for several days, but it always returned. He's such a good speaker, though, and he's so articulate. It's such a good, well-done show. I think uh, the production's great, writing's great, um, but it does get kind of, it does get kind of old. It just gets, not old, like, it just gets repetitive, and it's, it seems like the same formula, and I feel like it just needs some life breathed into it, whether it's maybe bring in a guest speaker, or maybe, um, like I said, 
the music, make them add a little more intensity with the music or the, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're having like a, we're having beef stroganoff right now. And everybody wants like something that's not, not beef stroganoff. I'm going to give this one a 6.4. I think it's fantastic. I think that, um, He's off to a great start for being a podcaster. Not doing it very long, just over a year, maybe two. Uh, they're there. He's there. The editing's there. It's He's hitting marks, man. It's all there. It's just... We need to wake it up, man. We got to wake it up. All right, man. Maybe I'm just in a shitty mood, man. Feel free to fire off at me at JustOneListen.com. You can follow me at JustOneListen on Facebook, Instagram, all the things, Twitter, reach out, ping me, all those things. We'll talk to you guys Monday. Stick them up, up, up.